slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, thank you and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders Pat podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. A busy show tonight. We have a full preview of the Islanders game tonight against the Bruins at the Coliseum. We'll take a look at two statistics that really speak volumes about the great job that Barry Trotz has done since he took over as head coach of the New York Islanders. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we have some trade rumors as the trade deadline starts to become something more than a uh, an event in the distant horizon. It's actually starting to get a little closer. You know the Islanders are going to be buyers at the trade deadline, so let's take a look at some of the possibilities and rumors that are circulating concerning the team and how it might affect them. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, uh, uh, something, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings, and I am almost always tweeting during the Islanders' games to give you instant analysis and insight. So, let's start with some numbers, because I find this to be uh, two numbers that really illustrate what a great success the coaching of Barry Trotz has meant. And here is the bottom line, that this season, the Islanders continue to really be dominant in the second game of back-to-backs. And in the three years since Barry Trotz took over, or two and a half years, the Islanders are 21-2-3 in the second half of back-to-back games. That's 21 wins, two losses, and three overtime or shootout losses out of 26 games. That is a 9.23 say a uh, point percentage, and that is just unbelievably rare. And I think there are a number of reasons for it. But most of them come back to that common denominator, which is what a great coach Barry Trotz has turned out to be. That, number one, you play that well in back-to-back games, it certainly says something about your conditioning. That you aren't getting tired. Uh, that you're not getting worn down as much as the other team. And that even in, you know on the second game, 
you are able to function at a high enough level to win the hockey game. So certainly it speaks to conditioning. But the other thing is this. Uh, it also speaks to the fact that this team is well coached in the sense that they know the system they're going to play and it is so ingrained in them that it is almost automatic. So that what this means is when the team, when the players are feeling tired or fatigued and they're starting to wear down, they still know exactly what they have to do and almost without thinking about it, they are able to execute that plan. And, you know, it's almost like uh, if you saw the movie Semi-Pro. Uh, you know, they're going to work on this one offense in, in that movie uh, where it's going to be so ingrained in them that they're going to do it almost in their sleep. Well, that's kind of the system that the Islanders play and their structure, the way that they are organize it. It really is that ingrained in these players that they're able to get the job done. So that, to me, uh, speaks volumes about Barry Trotz and the coaching job that he's done. The second thing that I think really speaks volumes about it is that in 12 games so far this year at the Nassau Coliseum, the Islanders are 10 and 2. They are the only team in the NHL who has not lost a home game in regulation all season long. And when you think about this season in particular, what's different? Well, for one thing, you would think, if anything, that home ice advantage would be reduced this year because there are no fans in the stands, or at least up until now, there haven't been. Uh, yeah, the Islanders had a few fans at a game in Newark against the Devils. Uh, I think it was slightly more than a 1,000 fans were in attendance at that game. And yes, uh, there will be some fans in attendance uh, at up to 10% capacity, you know, coming very soon. But at the same time, the first 12 Islanders home games no fans in the stands. And you would think that reduces the home ice advantage. But what it does do is, again, playing matchups. The home team, the big advantage they still have, even with nobody in the stands, is that the coach of the home team gets the last change. And the Islanders have been able to take advantage of that and get the matchups they want in those home games and then go out, execute the plan, and get the points and bank them. Now, again, you can have the greatest coach in the world if he doesn't have the players with talent on the ice. It is still not going to result in a whole lot of wins. So this team certainly does have talent and ability to get the job done. But... It shows you these two statistics, the back-to-back -back games and the home record, shows you what a thorough and good job that Barry Trotz has done with the New York Islanders this season in particular. Uh, the back-to-back -back goes all the way back to, you know, since Trotz joined the Islanders 
2018-2019. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Islanders really, you know, showing how valuable Barry Trotz is on this team. And, you know, there was some talk on Twitter as I searched through, you know, the various social media sites yesterday, you know, criticisms of the Islanders because they play quote-unquote boring hockey. Well, you know what? I'll say this. First of all, if you saw that Matthew Barzal goal or a few of the other goals, the Matt Martin goal, there are a number of goals that were legitimate highlight real goals. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you're a fan of the New York Islanders, winning hockey is exciting. You win, your fans are thrilled. And Barry Trotz is paid to win hockey games, and that's exactly what he's doing. So, you know, teams that don't have winning records can complain all they want, but at the end of the day, the Islanders are getting the job done, and it's jealousy more than anything else that would cause them to criticize Barry Trotz and the New York Islanders. We've got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We'll talk about some trade rumors circulating around the league concerning the Islanders, and we'll preview tonight's game at the Coliseum against the Bruins. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional car chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and on and in your pocket. Chain stores have different prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and they've got everything that you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Islander fans, betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. So, some rumors going around, and, you know, rumors, sometimes they're accurate, sometimes they're not, but I think there is some smoke here, and we'll see whether or not that becomes a fire but uh, David Pagnata of the fourth period is reporting that the Islanders at the trade deadline are looking for a scorer for the third line to join J.G. Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom. And I think that is something that they could do and do it at a reasonable price in order to not get into serious jeopardy with the cap. And the rumor that they're discussing 
is a trade between, or a potential trade, between the Islanders and the Florida Panthers, with Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, headed to Florida in exchange for Brett Connolly. Now, the Panthers would need to retain part of Connolly's salary or take on another contract in order to make that work. Would they be interested in a Thomas Hickey or an Andrew Ladd? We'll have to see. That remains to be seen. But the Islanders, of course, would need to free up some cap space and get a little bit creative to make it work. Now, let's talk about Connolly. He is 28 years old. He'll be 29 in May, early May. So uh, hopefully during, you know, the end of the regular season this year, normally that would be the middle of the playoffs. He was a first round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning back in 2010. Has never been a dominant goal scorer in the National Hockey League. But, uh, you know, scored 22 goals for the Capitals in 2018-2019. Last year was on pace for roughly a similar number in 69 games, 19 goals for the Florida Panthers. And this year with the Panthers, off to a bit of a slow start, one goal, three points in just 16 games. So what Connolly would do, in all honesty, first of all, he's got cup experience. He has won a cup with the Washington Capitals back in 2018. Who was his coach in Washington again? Oh, yeah. Some guy named Barry Trotz. He knows the Barry Trotz system. He knows what is expected of him under that system. And he is a consistent 15 to 20 goal scorer, maybe, you know, 22-23 as his upside. But Connolly, obviously, if the Islanders are interested, is a guy who will be responsible in his own zone, who is not going to be a one-dimensional player, which the Islanders, you know, don't look to add because they play their very distinct defense-first kind of a system that is really the key to their success. So, if you're adding Connolly, A, his salary is not going to break the bank entirely. It's not like adding a Patrick Lanay who is going to make a heck of a lot more money, but he's reliable, he's familiar with the system, and if you have a, a third line of Pajot, Connolly, and Wallstrom, you've got three guys, none of whom are outstanding goal scorers, but all of whom are, let's say, you know, 18 to 23 goal scorers under most normal circumstances during an 82-game season. All three of them are reliable. All three of them have learned to play defense-first hockey, and there is a certain amount of balance that you get by adding a player like Connolly. And overall, you know, you know Trotz prefers veterans to younger players. You would have a certain amount of, uh, I think, reliability and chemistry. Connolly is six foot three, about 200 pounds. He would add a certain size element to the team as well. Not that he's the most physical guy, but he certainly is capable of using his size when he needs to. And 
I think when you really break it all down and look at it, it's a reasonable deal. And if the Islanders, you know, if Florida needs to take on some salary, whether you throw in a Hickey or a Lad or somebody who the Islanders, you know, could move along with Uncle Leo, that really would work out. And if you need more grit on that third line, you need that more of a checker on that third line, you still have Dal Cole, you still have... Uh, you know, a number of other options, uh, if you think about it, Ross Johnston can fill in on that third line if you need him to, if Uncle Leo is no longer available. Michael Dalcole would still be there. You still would have Austin Zarnick and, and Dimitro Timoshov if you need them to step forward. So there is a certain amount of flexibility that this would give the Islanders and a certain amount of depth and that's why I think this deal would make sense. It wouldn't give the Islanders that sniper that we've been talking about. But honestly, they may not be able to afford that sniper. And the way this team is scoring in a balanced way right now, it may not be as big a need as we previously thought. Now, that sniper may make this team very tough to beat in the playoffs, but uh, it may not be so easy to pull off. The other thing I think the Islanders need to look at is depth on defense. And we've talked about this before on the show. Uh, they've got six quality defensemen and then a lot of question marks behind them. And if there is an injury to one of the top six defensemen, this team could have some issues. So that is another thing I think the Islanders would look to add at the trade deadline. We will preview tonight's game at the Coliseum against the Bruins and have our Islanders birthday of the day. Lots more to talk about on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. March Madness just around the corner. So is Major League Baseball. And Islander fans, maybe you want to use your knowledge of the Isles and the NHL to make a few extra dollars on the side. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Tuesday on Locked On NHL, it's all about East Coast bias as Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked On Leafs take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. From Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin to the defending champion Lightning, the up-and-coming Rangers, and everyone in between, Locked On NHL is the place to be for your Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And folks, this one is an interesting one because here is a player who has... Uh, an interesting place in Islanders history. First of all, uh, it is former Islanders winger Eric Goddard, and uh, Goddard 
back on Sunday turned 41 years old. We wish him a very happy birthday. And Goddard made his NHL debut with the Islanders during the 2002-2003 season. He is uh, known as a physical hockey player, as an enforcer. He's 6'4", 227 during his playing days. He was with the Islanders for three seasons, up through the 2005-2006 season. Later played for the Calgary Flames and the Pittsburgh Penguins before ending his NHL career at the end of the 2010-2011 season. And, you know, Goddard played those three seasons with the Islanders, was popular with fans for his ability to drop the gloves. But then uh, when a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins, he got into a, a big fracas on February 11th, 2011. He was suspended 10 games uh, by the NHL after leaving the bench to join a fight where Michael Haley of the Islanders was looking to go with Penguins goalie Brent Johnson. Then, uh, later that year, April 8th of 2011, Goddard was uh, fighting with uh, Trevor Gillies and of the Islanders, and that was another very big brawl that he was involved in. So, uh, Eric Goddard really been on both sides of the equation. We're going to remember his first goal in the NHL. It came back on December 19th, 2005. He got this goal at the Air Canada Center against the Maple Leafs. It happened just two minutes and 11 seconds into the game. Radek Martinek and Rob Collins with the assists. A game the Islanders would eventually lose by a score of 9-6. to six. By the way, this was Goddard's third NHL season. And yes, he finally got that first and elusive NHL goal. Had two shots on goal in this game while being on the ice for 8 minutes and 9 seconds. And no, he did not have any penalties in this game. But uh, for Eric Goddard... Again, Islander fans probably have some mixed feelings, but he was a, a good enforcer for the Islanders for those three seasons he was here. So Eric Goddard, our Islanders, birthday of the day, 41 years old this past Sunday, and we wish him all the best. Some news about the Islanders and Bruins game tonight. Uh, the Bruins announcing yesterday that goaltender Tuka Rask tweaked his back, it looked like, during the game uh, against the New Jersey Devils on Sunday. He was moving awkwardly, and basically yesterday, uh, Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy confirmed that uh, Rask may not make the trip to Long Island. Now, Halak was already, Yaroslav Halak, former Islander, was already expected to get the start, but Rask may not even be available as a backup. So far, the Islanders have had the Bruins number, and Boston has been struggling a lot more as of late. They lost that game uh, on Sunday to the Devils, one to nothing, and they've pretty much alternated wins and losses a lot lately. So, you know, this is a team that is struggling uh, a little bit more than they have been earlier in the season, and again, the Islanders seem to play very well and match up well against the Bruins. We're looking at Yarrow Halak, 
a 2-2-4 goals against average and a 9-13 save percentage. Islander fans remember him well. And, you know, on the ice, basically, the Bruins, they give you a challenge based on their size and their ability and their depth. So that first line, always dangerous, Patrice Bergeron centering Brad Marchand and David Pasternak. Uh, David Krejci is a great second-line center with Jake DeBrusque and Nick uh, Ritchie on his wings. Charlie Coyle, an experienced third-line center with Trent Frederick and Craig Smith flanking him. And then Jack Studnicka is the fourth-line center with Anders Bjork and Chris Wagner on either side of him. Matt Greselik and Charlie McAvoy are the top pairing on defense. Jakob Zaboriel and Connor Clifton are the second. And Jared Tenorti teams with Uro Vakanainen as the third pairing right now uh, on defense for the Boston Bruins. So we'll see. Andre Casse still out of the lineup. Jeremy Lousen and Brandon Carlo, they are all out. And uh, we don't expect them back when the Islanders take on the Bruins tonight. One key statistic to look at when you examine the Boston Bruins, their penalty kill is the best in the league. And the Islanders' power play will have to do their best to get the job done against the Bruins. Now, you look at the standings right now. And the Islanders are five points ahead of Boston, but the Bruins have three games in hand. It would be huge for the Islanders to win this game, win it in regulation, and you really put a little separation between you and the Boston Bruins. If you lose this game, the Bruins would be three points back with three games in hand, and that is tightening things up. You win it, and the Islanders would then be seven points ahead of the Bruins, and that puts them, you know, even if they win all three games in hand, the Bruins wouldn't have enough points to catch the Islanders. So lots to look at here. Uh, The Bruins struggling to score a little bit offensively, but their defense, they are fourth in the league in goals against right around where the Islanders are at this point. Bruins are fourth, Islanders are fifth. Again, the Islanders have played three more games. So Two solid defensive teams going at it, and this one should be a heck of a game, and obviously the Bruins are a bigger test for the Islanders than the Buffalo Sabres. So far, the Islanders have had their number. If they can continue that and keep this home point streak alive, things will be looking even better for the New York Islanders. That's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with complete analysis of the Islanders-Bruins game and a whole lot more. So join us for that. Stay safe. Have a great day, everybody. And of course, let's go Islanders.